What's up party people? You know one of the worst things about being a self-employed performer? That's right, it's your tax. If you're sick and tired of collecting all your receipts and guessing your way through your tax rebate, well, I know the people that can remove the stress and make it as simple as five, six, seven, eight. That's right, it's Theat Accounts. They're an accounting company that specialize in working with performers. So they know all the things that we can claim back and it's so simple. You upload your invoices and bank statements to their website and they do all the work for you. It's cheap, it's easy and once you try it, I guarantee you will not regret it. It has changed my tax life. Just email info at theataccounts.co.uk. That's theat, T-H-E-A-T, accounts. So again, that's info at theataccounts.co.uk. Make sure you tell them you're from the Ins and Outs podcast and you'll get some five-star VIP treatment. You will get treated like a king. Honestly, they've changed my life. They've made it so much easier. They've removed the stress from tax and they can do the same for you. Boom. The Ins and Out Podcast with your host, Kane Silver. In this episode of the Ins and Outs Podcast, I speak to professional dancer and choreographer Eddie Morales. What can I say about Eddie Morales besides he has worked for everyone? He's worked for Justin Timberlake, Janet Jackson, Pink, Mariah Carey, everyone, literally everyone so this guy has loads of knowledge he gives us some great stories i hope you enjoy this podcast i had a great time speaking to him he's also got his own podcast called jewels and receipts that's jewels and receipts find it on instagram and then you will find how to listen to it it's great he speaks to even more legendary people than i do i hope you enjoy here is the one and only eddie morales my guy What's good? What's good? What's good, boss? What's up, man? Welcome to London. What's <laughs> poppin', UK? What's up, fish and chips? What's going on? <laughs> How are you, man? I'm great, brother. Can't complain. You hear me good? Yeah, man. It's perfect. Yo, I appreciate you so much for taking a, a day off for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the week <laughs> off while I'm editing and trying to get my schedule right for my own show. So it's yeah, going good. Uh, your show's going good. Uh, receipts and jewels, right? Or jewels and receipts? Jewels and receipts. Yes, sir. Every... When did- every Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Correct. There you go. Perfect. We, I caught, we, we, we caught you on the right day. Yes, sir. That's yeah. why I said hit me on a Tuesday. I'm off. How's that going? You enjoying it? Everything's going great. It just, you know, it's organic. It just happened by accident. And next thing you know, got an opportunity out of a platform. I'm going to take advantage of it. Are you, are uh, you, re- are you recording your conversations to put them? Every, every, everything has been recorded. Everything is in pocket. I'm editing right now. And I'm about to, it's going to go up on the website. Okay. And uh, the, the the at Jules and Receipts Instagram page has been made, so you can start following that um, on Instagram. The posts will be started to be added, um, and I got next after next week's interviews. Then I'm gonna pause for a second and upload everything. So Big it's man. gonna be dope. Everybody got some ill interviews, you know, from Atheon Crockett to Travis Payne. I got Debbie Allen next week. You know, Cecily and Olisa. You know, Buddha stretch, crazy legs. You know, Twitch. Yeah. You know, Dave Scott. The list goes crazy. Richard Tone. Yeah. It's nuts. But it's conversations that this dance community in this era we need to have because it's organic, it's real, it's, it's no sugar cut. You know, we take the mask off and we let the gloves off, and we just let it. You know, let the take people into that. You know, bring y'all the the viewers into that trip with us. You know, because you dancers ain't gonna experience what we experienced in the '90s, and those days are yeah. over. So, a hundred percent. Well. What's dope about it is just speaking to like the OGs, I guess, which I guess a lot of up and coming dancers now probably don't really know about because, you know, they don't find Buddha uh, Stretch on social media and stuff like that. Right, 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 right. Well, I mean, there's a lot of people that were from back in the days that don't have big social media followings. So, you know, you just got to ask the right questions to the right people when you go to these damn events, these battles, you know, and get the knowledge or, you know, where you could connect the dots and, and, you know, find out that information you need to know. If you don't ask the right questions, you're never going to find out the information you need to know. Mm-hmm. Niggas ain't got, nobody has books on this information. You got to literally ask them and have a conversation, which means now networking comes into play. And if you don't know how to network, well, then you better stop spending your money on all these damn teachers and put your money where you need help at and then gradually grow. Damn right, damn right, and and that's why you're here now. <laughs> you <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I ain't no been worries. in London. In, I haven't been in London in a, in a hot minute, 
I'm gonna say in a hot, hot minute. When was know? the last? When was the last time you were here? Shop. Top of the pops and some shit. Uh, <laughs> That's a long time ago. That's yeah, a long time. at least at least ten years. At least. Wow. And I guess you, you've probably spent a lot of time here too, right? Oh, I got mad homies in London, bricks all over London, like Manchester. You know, I got homies everywhere, man, in London. I love London. You know, Ireland, shout out to Ireland and Scotland as well. Got homies there too. You know, just from being on tour so much and being to these countries so many times, I've developed relationships with people, and which is cool because even now it'll become beneficial that I can spread the word to the right places and do that in, in a short amount of time than physically going on a six-month world tour. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> for sure, for sure. So, so thank you, Instagram. <laughs> yeah, the, finally, social media is coming to my use. <laughs> right, right, right. Isn't it dope? Like, think, uh, especially like, say 10 years ago, you wouldn't be able to connect with people like yourself or Rich and Tone and stuff. And now, like, because nah, you've got you social media, the modern day, it's like, it makes life so easy for yeah. us to learn from the people who came before us and, like, the people who have kind of made the industry what it is. And I feel right. like people don't really utilize it as much as they should. Right, right, right. Shout out. What up, Phil Wright up in the chat, my dude, Mr. Disney himself. Mr. Disney. Yeah, I call him this. That's my nickname, Mr. Disney, <laughs> a.k.a. Hammer. Okay, yeah, that's what <laughs> so bro you uh, how did you so i want to pick your brain because i've looked a little bit into like your background i like did some google searches and did my bit of research and you've got quite an interesting story which i feel like probably gets overshadowed but for those who don't know obviously eddie if you do know has danced for every artist you can think of like from justin mariah usher chris brown like you name it you've done it like for me you're one of the dancers which you go as a up and coming dancer like you were well into your career when i started i looked up to you and like people like marty and nick bass and was like okay that's Bless, the goal res that's, respect that's the goal do you know what i mean right. um but your how did you get into dance because i saw that you got into dance from just going to clubs yeah club scene was the that's you know you had to be in the circle back in the days and my homework my class was the circle at the clubs you know carrying crates for funk flex to get into clubs at 17 and see in the golden era, you know, and I wasn't even dancing like that yet, you know what I mean? Just to experience it, and that's what inspired me to do it. Um, but it wasn't really a thought that I wanted to make dance a profession. Like, nah, I, this ain't a career for me. Like, I, I was playing baseball, I wanted to play for the Yankees, you know, and then I got into a bus accident, got run over, my left ankle got run over, and I got five screws in my ankle, and the doctor's like, oh, you ain't gonna be able to walk no more, this and that. So that deaded my career, and um, for the most part, Coming out of that rehabilitation and watching Janet Jackson if video that inspired me like oh shit. First I had a crush on her because she was playing a character named Penny <laughs> on Good Times, and second it was just like oh my god she's insane like you know you're a kid looking at it it just changed my whole perspective of how I viewed certain things and I was just like I want to be that Spanish dude with a girl like that. You can make money doing that, and, you know. One thing led to another, and it was like, okay, still nothing, you know, whatever. It was a great thought. You know, keep it moving. Get out of the hospital. I got a cast on. Breaking my cast. I'm like, fuck the money. Fuck the lawsuit. I'm going to the club. I'm going to break the cast. I'm spinning. I'm dancing. And when I go with my lawyers, the the, the attorney, the, the city had a, a private investigator follow me. So he pulls out all these pictures of me dancing in my cast. I was like, yeah, I knew y'all niggas was going to give me no money anyway. So fuck it. And, and the funny, ironic part of that story is that, you know, fast forward, the opportunity I got to actually do this thing we call dance, you know, was an artist named Lisa Lisa who gave me the shot. And I wasn't trying to, I wasn't there for the audition. And my boy went to the audition, but he was scared to go alone. So I went with him and she picked me over him. And shout out to Jose Extravaganza, who was a choreographer who did Madonna Vogue uh -huh. and did the Blonde Ambition tour. He hired me, he was like, yo, Melissa wants you, your hair, my hair was long like Taboo from the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. I want you, you gotta do this. And it was like, fuck it. And she, she was like, you're gonna get paid. I was like, what? I can make money? This is better than drugs. So I was <laughs> like, I'm gonna do this shit. And my boy got tight. That was the end of my baseball career. And I gave up the lawsuit to dance. And I look at it like now in my career that all the money I've made throughout these years is the money I would have got in that lawsuit. And I don't even care about it. And I don't regret not one inch of it. And fuck the million dollars the city had to give me, even though they know they were wrong. But, you know, at this point, it's like I can't stop my life and my ambitions over a dollar and somebody else's thoughts. When they feel like they're ready, then I can begin my life. It ain't happening like that. Not where I'm from and the, cut, the cloth that I'm cut from. You know, we from Brooklyn, we, 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 we moved 
different. You know what I mean? Yeah. And our mentality is different. So we applied it to the business, just like anybody, just like Jay-Z did from the drug game to the music game. Same parallel, same blueprint. It's just how you imagine, how you flip it to make it work for you. Yeah, for sure. So you, you said you did your ankle when you were 17, right? Oh, the younger, 16. 16. So then how old were you when dance like started being a profession? 17, Damn, 18, bro. 18, 18, 19, 18, somewhere around there. I can't remember. I can't recall. I'm bad at math, but yeah, somewhere around there. So how, how did you like, obviously it's different because you were dancing in clubs and you, I guess yeah. you weren't going to dance class and taking like a ballet class. And shit nah, like you was at the Palladium and you was at the battle. You was in the circle every Friday night, Saturday night and Sunday night at the tunnel. You was at certain clubs and you was in those circles. You had to be in those circles in order to get seen. That was it. There was no auditions. There was there was auditions, but not not in the scene like that here. Yeah, you know. And if you wasn't in the circle battling, then you wasn't known. And that's how you just get recognized. You just throw go in the earn. circle, throw down. Yeah, but turn, but you gotta earn up. your but you gotta earn your shit in the circle. You don't just jump in any circle. And just hey, I just want to dance. Hey, like a TikTok. No, this is like <laughs> you gotta you gotta go in there and get and get some rep under your belt and 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 you know vibe with some people that got names and and you know sh test your skills and and learn some new skills. You know what I'm saying? Like I would go to clubs and one night I'd just study. And I watch my favorites and watch everybody do their shit and go for a week and learn and learn and learn. Then I, the next week I'm going in a circle, battling them with my one move. Like I'm getting roasted, but I don't give a fuck because at the end of the day, you got to crawl before you walk and you got to walk before you run. And you, you know what I'm saying? So I had to earn my learning. I take my stripes, I earn my stripes. And that's why I could do jewels and receipts and call every person that I've been featured on my show because of the relationship and one to the respect. And I've earned it. And not only did I earn it that way, I took what they said and I took that baton and ran with it yeah. and went and took it to new heights. You know what I'm saying? Which is God bless that I'm still able to be relevant today and work today. You know what I'm saying? Because of the graces of that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm very appreciative. And that's why I did Jules and Receive so I could give back to my peers and the people that I respected and that I looked up to that I felt changed the culture and shifted it forward. And, you know, I'm just trying to be a product of that, brother. Damn right. I love that. And it's dope for even me, like then I get to learn, you know, I've had a successful dance career, but then to learn from, again, the people that I look up to even now, like I'm, I'm almost 30, and to be able to go, I still admire people like yourself, Marty, Rich and Tone. But 30 ain't get, shit, brother, I'm 40, well, keep it going. Uh, you keep can, going until you're going. in a wheelchair, I don't want to even hear it. Look at Debbie <laughs> Allen, Debbie's still gigging. Stop. Yeah, you man, know, it's, just a, it's, it's dope that you're inspiring all, or even our generation, I mean, let alone your generation and your peers. Um, so when you were like freestyling, going into the circle and freestyling, did you learn like specific styles? Because obviously New York is known for like, Every style. freestyle. But how Every would you style. learn it? Just by going in and copying what you see? Or did you yeah, go to someone, yo, teach, teach me this technique? <laughs> like, yeah, they're, they're teaching you right there in the club. You're watching them do it in the circle. They're doing their locks to the beat and being funky with it and doing different moves and footworking and housing and popping and... You know, there's all kinds of styles happening. Again, I did my research to know the styles. I was a kid, I was watching Beat Street breaking and wild style in the 80s, you know what I mean? I had the pamper box and a windbreaker trying to spin on my back. I did all of that. Like, I, went, I come from that era, you know? Yeah. The VHS era. And it was a different game. So when I see them in the clubs, it's like, oh my, these niggas is in front of me. I can't believe it. You it's, know what I mean? It's crazy to think that you learned in that that social environment where there's loads of people dancing in the circle, you know, and to be able to not be distracted, to go, oh my God, that's amazing. And just watch, right. watch and study and take in what's happening. Like now we go to a dance studio where there's 200 people and we stand in front of, you know, there's the one person, person with the, the camera who's yeah. showing off. Oh, and there's the guy giving us the counts and we go, so do we wrist roll like this? Like yeah, it's break no, no, is no, given no, no, to no. us so easy now. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Unless unless you're doing modern dance, jazz, or ballet where you can dignify the, the, the move and you can do it and 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 recite it, then there's no vocabulary to certain hip hop moves unless it's certain foundations. And you know, for me, I don't waste time no matter where I go. I don't ride the wave. I don't Oh, I don't fan out. I don't give a fuck. Everybody in the room is a human. Everybody shits and pisses just like you. They just got more money than you. So what? That don't define a person's character or who they are. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, at that point, it's like, oh, I'm learning how they move. Oh, I'm paying attention to how the cameraman and this and that. I'm paying attention to everything. So while I'm at a club and the shit is free, 
to it. You guys have got to pay 25 pounds for a class. I'm going to pay every attention I can because one, I'm not drinking or two, I don't participate in nothing else. But three, what else am I going to do? Freestyle, let this moment pass me by. Hell no, I'm there taking notes. My mind is like a bounty's towel. I'm soaking it up. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's what you're supposed to do. And those that don't just ride the wave and then they forget. Then they end up coming out their pockets for $50 a class for a weekend or $100. You know what I'm saying? Where you, yeah. you got it for free, you just wasn't paying attention. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Like, it's something to think about. Like, I feel like, especially now, we're in the YouTube era where it's all about going to class, learning from a person, filming it and showing it. You but who you're learning, but, but, but the question is, who are you learning from? Yeah. And not everybody's a teacher, all right? Now, everybody can make up moves and steps, but that don't clarify you or qualify you to be a teacher. Your followers and your views don't qualify you to call yourself a teacher unless you've been through it. To become a teacher, what do you got to do before you become a teacher? Experience shit. <laughs> like, learn. Experience. But experience what? Experience what? Well, whatever field you're trying to go down, right? Whatever so, class you're teaching, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. So you got to become a, you got to ace that first. Right? You got to go to school before you become a doctor. I can't just say, hey, I know a couple ingredients and some remedies, so I'm going to call myself a doctor. I'm Bill Gates. Because I got money, I can do that. No, you're not a doctor, my dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I feel that there aren't that many qualified teachers, but because of the internet, it made everybody a teacher today. $10 a class, $5 a class. Some teachers charging $20. i am like, who have you taught that you are charging $20, 10, let alone $10. Okay, today there's an inflation. So yeah. I'll say 15, okay, I get it. But what have you done that you're gonna teach me? Because I don't wanna learn some moves you made up in your living room while you was drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I wanna learn some foundation shit that I can apply to my blueprint, my brand, my way of dancing, because I wanna get my money's worth. Plus, I want some knowledge. Plus, I want to be able to reiterate what I'm learning from you to my students. Yeah. And when I travel, that becomes part of my lecture because you gave me a fact. You gave me a jewel. I researched it. I fact-checked it. It was correct. I'm going to start preaching it because it's real. And I felt it in my soul, so it's my job to pay it forward. A lot of teachers don't do that. And most yeah. of the teachers want to just videotape themselves and, you know, show their routine and woo, get the screams. But it's like, who are you working for right now? Yeah. Who are you choreographing for? Yeah. Crickets. Right. So then it's like, so, you know what I mean? Now there's one or two that, that come out of that, all that mess that be like, oh, they're talented as fuck. Mm. And it's just a natural gift. And, you know, they're going to be blessed no matter what, because it's naturally, it's organic. And one out of a hundred is going to be like, damn, that's dope. Yeah. Well, you know wait, when was the last time you took class? <laughs> Rehearsal to me is class. I haven't <laughs> yeah, taken class. Yeah, yeah, I, haven't yeah. I haven't taught or took a class. Because <laughs> yeah. then I was gonna go, whose was it? <laughs> I've been, I've been, I've been. Nah, I just been. I've been on my entrepreneurship, so I've been more on the business side. Like, ain't nobody's classes I've taken. Um, you know, unless it's some. If I'm in LA and the homies is teaching or some shit, and I just happen to be there. But well, when, you um, when you rehearse six days a week, you don't. You don't be taking. Yeah, class. when you rehearse, that is that's class. Yeah, <laughs> that's a different. I'm training. learning. I'm learning this man, this person, this ladies, whoever's <laughs> choreographing, directing's work. You know, staging, creative. Uh, you know, blueprints and uh, just trying to soak it up. You know, because when you don't know when the next time you're gonna work with that person, whoever that is. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you get hired for a dope job like me, get hired for Super Bowl then that's enough class for me right there because we're exactly. rehearsing a month. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Every day for 30 days and getting it right. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. But so, we got the routine in a week. The five days, yeah. three days. So yeah, we chilling. Keep taking them paychecks, though. Of course. <laughs> yeah, that of comes course. As, you know, keep rehearsing. That's yeah. when you get paid. When they come in, we need a bit more time. <laughs> we need a bit more yeah. time. We're not ready yet. Uh, so when you, you, when you started working at 17 for this Lisa Lisa, uh, Hold on, you welcome, you welcome Sarah Jeffrey. She got just rolled in. She's a healthcare worker. And she Yo. thinks we're both dope. Respect, love. Thank you, keep, thank you. Keep doing what you're doing on the front lines. God bless you, sweetheart. Um, so when you started working when you were 17 for this Lisa Lisa, what was your journey then? How did it go from getting that first job to doing every job? <laughs> like Oh no, oh you know, again, that was a different era. All I know is when I first when I saw my first video, the video that I saw that made me want to dance in videos was Brandy, uh, Baby. They shot it in Times Square. Um, shout out to Randy Connor, Laurie Ann Gibson, Joyce Van Hook, um, Brandy, you know what I mean? The whole squad, they did it in Times Square. Keith Williams, rest in peace. 
Um, and I was like, oh, I want to be in that video. Rest in peace, Flipper. He was in that video too. And Darren Henson. And I'm like, I want to be in that video. I got to do videos. And that was the, the spark. Because I seen it in my hometown in Times Square. It's like, wow. And I never performed in my, my own city. So, you know, that's what started that. And after that, I guess the hunger just came per, per job after job, just learning and learning. And the more I learned, the more I wanted it more. And every audition or everybody that was, every choreographer, like I made it my business to know who was the movers and shakers. Mm-hmm. And I didn't bother about auditions. I just made sure I knew who the movers and shakers was. And then some of those movers and shakers were teaching class. So I would pull up to the class and peep it. The one that stood out the most to me in the classes that I took, who and then eventually became my mentor, was Keith Williams, who cho- rest in peace, and he choreographed the If Breakdown on Janet Jackson's uh, If If Tour, and mm-hmm. for the video, and for the video, along with Tina Landon. Yeah. And uh, but that breakdown is all Keith, and that inspired me, and made that was it for me. Like that, I saw that, and that was a wrap. And then he was my teacher, and he taught me the business and the creative side of choreographing at a young age before dancing and i was already had the passion to the dance so that just came naturally and once the two came together and i understood my lane and both and understood each role of the craft then i was able to merge and say i'm a dancer now because mm-hmm. i never labeled myself as a dancer nor did i label myself as a choreographer until i choreographed something on my own <laughs> my name, my name on the call sheet, not somebody else's who called me and like, yo, come in and choreograph some eights and do this with, do it for me. I didn't do this for nobody else. This ain't that type of situation. When I got my first gig, I got hired by the production company. The man that they hired me, the artist, like my shit, boom, and that was my gig, my name, boom. That's when you're like, I'm a choreographer now. What was your first? Check, what was your first gig you choreographed? Oh, uh, I can't even remember. So many. <laughs> so I can't even nice. remember. Shit that I didn't even get paid for. How about, let me just put it like that. Other people got credit for it and I didn't get paid for, but it's cool because yeah. I had to pay my dues and I did it because I wanted to pay my dues. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about money back then. We was broke. We didn't have money. It wasn't about money. It's like, yo, we get to do this and not go to jail? Fuck it. <coughs> Stay it's, off the streets. You know what I'm saying? It's such a different perspective of how you guess, I guess, how you looked at it than how it's looked at kind of now. Now it's like, well, obviously we've got like the Dancers Alliance you've got in America and here we've got Dancers Network and it's like, I should be getting paid this, paid that. But I guess to you, it was just, it was for the love, right? Yeah, we did it for the love. And if you got a check, it was like a hundred bucks, 50 bucks. You're like, oh shit, I made a little something. I get to go eat or, you know, do something, pay a fucking football. We didn't have phones back then, but yeah. you know, eat so when, or buy, buy some sneakers or something. <laughs> so when, when did that change? Because I guess when you're in that mentality, you're not thinking about it so much as a professional after career. Your, after your first tour, uh-huh. then you understand the business because you're on the road a whole year. You're understanding what a tour manager is, accounting, finances, health, you know, insurance. You know, you're learning about so much that you got to put it into play just like any other career. What was your you first know? tour? My first tour was Technotronic with Yaki K. Pump up the jam. Pump it up. And Michael, my, the actor, Michael K. Williams, uh, took me on my first tour and he took me worldwide, got me my first passport and went to every country for the first time with her. And she opened up for Madonna on the Blonde Ambition tour. So this was like in the 90s, mid 90s, 95, 94. And I went on tour in 95. That was my first. Yeah, it was pretty dope. And when I came back, you know, because back then it was it was house music. You know, dance music was the was the was the thing. It was no hip hop. There was no pop. It was house music, and that's what was popping. CNC Music Factories, Crystal Waters, you know, the least at least Elisa's. There was all kind of different groups back then. Um, K7s, you know, groups yeah. like that. But different era, different era, different time, and then the music shift. Yeah. So then it changed. And then, because I, I feel like I know you from dancing for like the pop artists like you know what I mean like you you were killing the pop game I didn't really know that game then I mean 95 I was five do you know what I mean but like <laughs> I'm talking yeah. like 2000s is when I was like when I started like 15 16 started look uh 2006 my first time recognizing you was doing Justin do you right. know what I mean because that's how I got into dance I just like wanted, I love you yeah I didn't want I didn't even want to be a dancer I just wanted to be Justin Timberlake and I couldn't sing <laughs> do you know what right, I mean right, right, so I was like, I can copy what this dude's doing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I was like, you <laughs> should dance. And then it was like, okay, like you copy it on the YouTube video and you look for faces. And then I remember from there, the next time I think I saw you was doing, I, like, I didn't know anyone's names then. We didn't have social media. I wasn't being like fact checking who the dancers were. And then the next time I saw you was doing uh, some show for Usher. 
And I was yeah, like, that's uh, the same OMG world. Yeah. Tour. And I was like, that's the same guy. Like, <laughs> and then yeah, start doing yeah. my research and you're like, yo, he's done every video I've watched for the past 10 years. Like, <laughs> Respect. Yeah, man. What, what's it like? What, what, what's been like so far, the pinnacle moment of your career, do you think? Um, doing, get, having Janet Jackson want me to dance for her and I didn't have to audition. She came to my concert and asked me personally at, uh, the No Strings Attached to her with NSYNC. So that was, that was, it was like, wow, mama, I made it. I got, I'm with a Jackson. Like I'm with Penny, the same girl that inspired me to dance. How about, how crazy is that? Yeah. How did you know, that, how did that, she's like, they said, did she just, just come backstage? No, well, Marty Kaduka told her like, yo, they was like, yo, we're at this concert and we're, and I was choreographing for Pink mm -hmm. and Pink, it was just me and my partner Punch who uh, at mm -hmm. Punch City yeah, and uh, I choreographed Pink. So I brought him with me on tour. We dancing and we were, oh, we were the opening act for NSYNC for No Strings Attached album. And we got what, 30 minutes? <laughs> to open for them before they bodied the whole world. <laughs> and, you know, they had the number one selling album at the time, 2.5. They beat Eminem, Elvis. They're like 2.5 million in a week, something crazy, and still hold the record. So we're, you know, we got a lot of hype, you know, at our show now because of the demand and the expectations that they saw. This is the first time in the world everybody's like, oh, we can't wait to see what's going on. And we're the opening act, so we got to warm up the crowd. Mm -hmm. So we're like, fuck it, we're just going to body them, hit three numbers back to back, nonstop dancing. And we did that. And Jan Charnette Heard was in the audience with Janet, and they were like, yo, we're here watching this kid, yo, this dude with the braids, he's crazy, yo. And he's like, that's Eddie, that's the kid. And Marty's telling him about me and whatnot. And then I, Janet loved the move and she actually kind of learned it. And then was just like, yo, I would love for you to do the MTV Awards with me. And I was like, what? I fucked the fuck out, I lost it. And I felt at that point, it was like, weird. it was like, mama, I made it, you know. <laughs> to be, to perform at Madison Square, Madison Square Garden in New York, in front of my whole family, with the biggest artist on the planet Earth, you know what I'm saying? It was like, mama made it. You know what I'm saying? That's the dream. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, but, but, but it's like two stories that connect to one, because that's one, but I, I would also have to say Super Bowl with Justin that just passed. Yeah. I've done a Super Bowl in the past with Usher, but this Super Bowl meant the most, because one of my closest friends uh, passed away, Voodoo Ray, and I rocked his name. I didn't know what to do because I didn't want to do a dance piece. I didn't want to do no regular shit. Right. And I was just like, I ain't gonna be selfish. I gotta do something that's gonna remember that everybody can remember my brother's name and how can I do it? Then when I got the call to do Super Bowl, I was just like, oh that's it. Like God was talking to me. It was like I made a hat, put his name, hey I hid the hat because Nike and Timberland and Pepsi sponsors. So you know you can't wear nothing what unless what they give you. So wardrobe Everybody giving shit. I stashed a hat in my back pocket. I only pull it out five minutes before we get on stage. Everybody get to the green room. Went to the green room. Justin's like, yo, let's go over the breakdown. So me, Marty, and Justin, boom, breaking it down, going over the couch. Boom, good for him. We got it. We ready to just sauce, but we just, just nerves, like ready to get on stage. Let's go over it again. Let's go over it again. So at one point, I took the hat on. I put it on. I was like, five. He goes, that's your boy that passed away, right? I was like, yeah. He was like, my condolences. Yeah, that's dope. And I was like, bang, I ain't nobody else. I ain't got to get no no words from nobody else. That was else. from but Justin? That was from Justin. And I rocked it and pulled it out right at the beginning. Everybody was like, what is Voodoo Ray? What is Voodoo Ray? Is that a brand? Is that Adidas? No, shut up. Too late. We're live. You can't do shit about it. I'm not on no contract. I'm, there's no NDA. There's none of that. It's deuces. I'm not on tour. Hold that. It's my nigga Voodoo Ray, nigga. I broke the internet and I made sure that everybody knew my brother. And that was how much he meant to me. And that was like another pitiful for mama. I made it. You know what I mean? Because I got to put on for my brother, you know, through an opportunity that God gave me. And who would have thought? You know what I mean? Or else I would have just ended up like everybody else doing Yo, the same thing. That is so gangster. I bet, <laughs> you know I bet the world. Salute of, Justin Timberlake. Yo, I bet everyone was screwing. <laughs> At that point, what they're going to do? Once, once, they found on. out, once they found out what it meant, what can they say? Oh, they can't, especially if Justin said it's cool. Yeah, and even if Justin did and But look, and even if Justin didn't say it was cool, I was still going to wear it. So... <laughs> It's sick. sick. Yo, that's, that's I don't play by the rules, bro. We don't, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We, life ain't fair. So yeah. why should everything else be fair? I plead the fifth. <laughs> that's so crazy. Oh, that's so dope. I did it. So I did that once. I was, uh, it wasn't like that. But I was meant to wear black boots for this show for this Turkish artist called Tarkin. And they were like, oh, so you got to wear these black shoot, uh, these black boots. And I had like a big long ass freestyle section where I was doing like flips and shit. And I was like, yo, they, I ain't doing it in these boots. They hurt. 
I was like, nah, I, was like, I got plain black trainers, let me just wear them. They were like, nope, no. Nope. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm not Yeah, even that's different, though. It's but a that's losing battle. And then. But, but that's different. You can't. You got to adjust. I you got to adjust. Backstage. I switched them out uh, backstage. I never then, hire you again. Yo, and then my trainer. <laughs> my tra No, my trainer came off. <laughs> yeah, because look, let me tell you, you with, with, with a vision, you can't fuck yeah. up the. That's, that's rule number one in being hired, and that's making the choreographer look bad. So in the incident like that, I would advise you not to do that. Oh. I'd advise you to restructure your freestyle to fit that vibe. If you can't do that flip, then don't do it. If you ain't going to risk breaking your neck, then don't do it. Do something else that you can do and create something that fits that in that moment. You know what I mean? That way you avoid the stress and the headache. And then you might make somebody, you might put a, a bad taste in a, in a producer's mouth. Like, oh, this nigga's a headache. Don't ever fucking hire this nigga. And, he, and then that person might end up doing all the award shows. Yeah. And every time he sees you, yo, get this nigga, he disgusts me. Get him out of here. You know, there's, well, some, there, there's some petty people like that. You know what I'm saying? So well, you, know, for you, sure. gotta, you gotta I, be, just be aware. You know what I mean? I, that's what I was saying. I did that and that's what I was gonna say. It backfired on me. I was like, yo, that was the wrong move. <laughs> put the shoes on, they were pissed. <laughs> But yo, I didn't break my ankle. But and my look, shoes your sneaker came off. Yeah, <laughs> I was like calm as a bitch. See? Yeah, at least yours played out well. Right, right. So I, I, whilst I was doing my research on you earlier, I was looking through like your show reel and stuff like that. And there's some performances which really stood out to me, which I was like, yo, I need to know how that went down. So I watched the one of you doing with Mariah and you're mm -hmm. dancing on these platforms and then you dive in the water. Yeah. <laughs> and you that swim to another. How, how, tell me about that. I was like, that yeah. is mental. That was nuts. There's cameras under the water and cameras on top. And you just, you know, on cue choreograph everybody jumping into the water. It was dope. Shout out to Jerry Slaughter, um, Punch City, Mariah, Jermaine Dupree, everybody that was a part of that. Um, yeah, it was just dope. It was just creative. You know, when you get to play with the vision, it's fun. When you got an artist that'll let you do some creative shit and play with some toys, that always makes the, 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 the vision better. You know, it ain't just steps. You know what I mean? Everybody can do steps today, but can everybody choreograph some shit? Yeah, well, and as then, soon as and, I saw it. And, and put the visuals and the lighting and the wardrobe and tell the story, the right, you know what I mean? Like, you know, not everybody's a Paris Global. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, as soon as I saw it, I was like, yo, that is genius. Like, it's just like, I've never seen anything like that before. And I watched it earlier because I never saw the actual performance. So when I was doing my research and I saw it, and I was like, yo, that must have been so fun. <laughs> well, um, can you have you? Oh, somebody is asking a question. I started reading. What up, y'all? I am Beauty Rose. Sarah Jeffrey says, "Guys, can I get a shout out for my shout out to your care career? workers? Care workers, shout out to all the care workers out there in the UK working on the front lines. Much shout love from out. New York City, <laughs> United States. We are there, y'all, in our prayers, and we hope we're in your prayers as well. Stay strong, stay immune up. Someone keep said, working and keep." Someone said, Eddie, have you ever seen someone have an accident on stage? Yeah, me. Yeah? Tell me. <laughs> My jersey <laughs> got caught on a pyro with boys to men, and I slipped. It was a wet amphitheater, and the stage was open to the, you know, it was like an amphitheater. So it was outdoor stage with outdoor mm -hmm. seating. And there was pyro cues sticking out of the side of the, of the stairs that kind of went up. And my jersey, you know, hockey jerseys got little holes in them. And as I mm -hmm. ran out, because it was raining, it, one of the holes got caught on it, and it made me bust my ass. And I fell in front of the whole audience and then had to freestyle my way back into the crew. <laughs> and it was the most embarrassing shit ever. But who can't? Who can't? Because after that, I was full out. So you, yeah, could, yeah. you didn't even remember it. <laughs> but it was funny. Right? So if that's what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good one. So yeah. the, the most amazing thing I think about your career is, like, most dancers, when they dance, they find a camp. You know what I'm saying? Like, you kind of, jump, yeah, like you land in a camp. You land with like either Marty and Rich and Tone or you land nah, with like Brian Freeman. No, Whereas yeah, you, no you, you work for kind of everyone. Yeah, like, I don't want I, no camp. I'm a camp. My own a, camp. Yeah? And my camp is big. Yeah, so, my, 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 we deep over here. A lot of, a lot of soul. Nah. So was there ever gigs where you were like, this isn't how I rock, this ain't how I dance, but I'm going like, to get on with it anyway? We say that again? Was there any like gigs and stuff where like you, you know, you go into the rehearsal room and you're like, yo, this isn't me. And you got to fill it out for a long period of time. And I guess kind of compromise what you like to dance like. That happened once. Once. Yeah, just once. But every job that I did, I would, I would voice my voice and be like, nah, like with Janet, I wasn't scared to go. I'm not wearing that. Yeah. Like, I'm not gay. I'm not wearing that. I'm not homophobic, but I'm not wearing that. And I'm not wearing that. Y'all could dress up and do that and the makeup and all of that. 
I don't need that. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I know the, the, the importance of having makeup if you're on TV and on film and on television. Different story. But on stage, I'm going to sweat that in the first five minutes of the show, I'm going to go full out and it's going to be gone. So why do I need it? Um, but I would be like, I'm not going to wear that at because, you know, me, I got my soul and I keep it intact and I know who I am and I'm a man. And I want it to be perceived as I dance as a man. Mm -hmm. Like, and because we get a bad stereotype that all men dancing are gay. Uh -huh. And that's not true. So, you know, that don't mean we all can't work together, but you know, everyone has their own lane. You could be whatever it is, be a giraffe. You, you, you dope at what you do. We're going to get on stage together. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it's all about the work and the, and the talent and, and you know, everybody's gifts. The personal shit don't even, there's no room for it. And you know what I'm saying? I never, I, it was only one time I had that vibe. I won't say who and what job it was, but it was just like, yeah, I'm not feeling this shit. Yeah. Kind of fought it, but I still did it because I got it. I understood. You know what I'm saying? That was just me being in my moment. But then I, after that, I never had that issue again. No. Because yeah. if it was something I didn't feel, I, I voiced it. Yeah, that's dope. Because even like my career has been like not even a fucking 1% of yours. But like I've, I've done those jobs where I'm like, yo, I can't stand this shit. Like this isn't me. I'm not feeling it. It's not that's a vibe. part of the game. And you, yeah. you just got to sell that it. shit. You either take the job or don't do the job. It's, yeah, it's yeah. one or the other. There's no in-between. I've turned down jobs. I've turned down Madonna. You know what I'm saying? I got yeah. offered a pretty penny. And I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that because I'm not too, again, not that because I'm not gay, but I'm not going to dance and do that type of shit on stage. I refuse to. I still got to come back to Brooklyn. I still got to come back to my hood, my home, and I'm not going to sell my soul for a check. I don't I care guess, who's cutting the check. Yeah, I guess that's not how you want to portray yourself. No, but I still got a pop artist and I still got the big dogs. And I knew that that's what I was destined because I put it out there into the universe and set my goal to achieve it. And I didn't stop. If it was somebody I wanted to work with, I'm going to work with this person. I want to work with Richard Tone. The difference was my first time working with Richard Tone. I got to hire them for the first time we working and we both and they did puffy with me and it was fucking amazing because I'm like, this is Michael Jackson's dangerous dances. Yeah. I can't believe it that they're doing my choreography. And then yeah. after that, they've hired me for a ton of shit after that. And it was like, wow, we built a relationship. And it's dope. So, you know, things like that, that blossom your career and build you up. And, you know, so, I mean, and even the gay people that I do know that I'm friends with till today, some of them was dope. Their choreography was dope. So I never really had an issue even. Yo, Ed, you want to do this video? You want to do Christina Aguilera? Hell yeah, my nigga, I'm there. And it's the dopest record, Dirty. After that, the shit went down. But, the, you know, yeah. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm working with the artists while they're hot and while they're on top. I'm not doing it when they crash and trying to come back. No loving hip-hop shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I try to keep that on my resume so that's the way my career looks and it stays that way. Now it's up to me to fuck it up if I want to. You know what uh -huh. I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Now, because I guess, did you ever have any dry patches? Like any dry spells where you were like weren't working and you're like, fuck, what's next? Oh, a lot, a lot of times, a lot of times. But that's what turned me into an entrepreneur and made me want to start creating and doing shit that I felt I had a vision for. Okay, fuck it. I'm going to do a business. I'm going to invest 100 K. I'm going to go get these bikes. I started beating neck bikes. And then I'm going to go do this. And, you know, started and jumped in with D9 clothing. And I was venturing off learning while I was investing and, and, and investing time. And it was like going to school while I was on my downtime. So when I came back, I utilized that network of me going on tour, creating all those relationships so now when i drop my product next year i have a relationship and i have a network because mm. what do they say your network is your net worth yeah yeah for sure so I what care you, about you know you, you can have all the money in the world but you don't know the right people you started you paying niggas bikes? to get to this person yeah what was that it was called beatnik bikes i had a bike company and i still got it um but i haven't done nothing with it because i had a fallout with, with my partner and i bought the company back um and i started a new company and it's called something else which i'm not gonna uh -huh. come out with it yet until it's ready the pages will be up and everything will be talked about once jewels and receipts is up in motion you'll start hearing about the next venture um but i like to keep everything quiet you know there's a lot yeah, of haters out, a lot of whispers <laughs> out there want to throw salt in your shit and your energy you know what i mean yeah. Um, but for the most part, you know, I took the downtime and started, you know, investing in, in, in learning a new trait, new craft, trying to get on my managerial shit, had artists, producers, writers, trying to get new money. You know what I'm Started directing more, picked up the camera, stopped worrying about being in front of the camera, I'm behind the camera. And next thing you know, I shot about 10 videos and two commercials. And it's like, that's a check I didn't even expect. Yeah. And it's paying me more than as a dancer. So I guess you're trying to get as many skills in your belt. Of course, all, why not? I'm still what, alive. They all work kind of under the same platform still. Facts, because you know it's I mean? all entertainment. Yeah. You know, 
So, you know, you could deliver, you could de develop and do other shit from that. Now my foundation is so tough. I could go in any avenue. You stuck. You only crump. You only do this. You can't do nothing. And there ain't no videos coming for you to do that. So I'm not dissing crump. I'm just using that as an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I could say any style, jazz, you yeah. ballet, you, you know, but I'm just saying, let's just, I'm using it as an example. You just do one style and you can't do nothing else. So you limited yourself right there. Mm -hmm. You know, I act, I, say, I, I sing, I did it. I, I'm not limiting myself just to one thing and one style. I'm going to do it. That's why I could work and be successful to work with the Debbie Allens, with the Laurie Gibsons, with the Fatima Robinsons, with Tina Landers, with Sean Hurts, with Jamie King, with uh, Michael Peters. With, I could go down the list of names. Robin Dunn's and so many Brooke Payne's, <coughs> Oli, uh, Otis Salid, you know, so many legendary people that if I wasn't good at what I did, I wouldn't be in their presence. And yeah. all these artists would not have hired me. I needed to know my shit. Yeah. So I stayed ready. I didn't get ready. I stayed ready. And that's what I preach in my podcast and Jewels and Receipts. You know, never get ready. Stay ready. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Period. Yeah, that's dope, man. That's great info. That's great advice for people. I guess don't just be like, this is what I do and I'm going to just kill this. Because that's going to yeah. come to an end. You know what I mean? Right. Especially, especially dance. Especially dance. I mean, it's never going to end. Dance is never going to come to an end as long no, as there's but, music. But that person's dance, career, Mike. <laughs> it's, it's just up to you, the person, or how far you want to take that career. I know dancers that are 46 right now still gigging. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no age limit. They don't look that age. So why would it be a bother if they could go full out? What's the problem? That's the vet in your crew you put over there to source the little young chicks so they could pull up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So... You know, it's just how you use it to your advantage, you know. Uh, and if you don't do that, then you're stuck in the matrix. <laughs> That's sick. Yo, somebody asked a question. Was it hard dancing in a whimsical outfit? No, it wasn't. It was fun. It was a character. I was acting, yeah, which is cool because you get to act on stage. Who else better to do it with than next to Penny from Good Times? Amen. What do you, what do you see for your future, bro? Like, what do you want to do? Say, you, say in 10 years' time, what's the ideal scenario? Oh, I'll be a business. I'll have companies invested. I'll have, you know, uh, a school open, a, a restaurant open. Uh, I got a bunch of shit. I got a bunch of ideas, bro. I'm doing, I got a lot of shit. I will have my own tech company up and running. I'll have my own products out on, in the market. Um, my show will be up. I got a documentary with Microsoft. That's got, got picked up. We're going to be coming out with that called Body Rock and Soul. Um, I got a bunch of shit. The, the book is coming, you know. Um, so it's a lot of opportunities, but I don't, you know, again, I don't talk about it, but in 10 years time, it won't be dance. Yeah. Dance will always be driving the, 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 the force and the energy through everything else that I'm doing because that's my foundation. So you seem like you venture off to all these different avenues and do all these different things. How do you find time to do it? I multitask. You get 24 hours and you, you sleep, right? Uh -huh. You get 24 hours a day, right? Puffy became rich without going to sleep. True, I don't sleep. I, I'll sleep when I'm dead. How about that? All right, all right. How do you function though? Like, it, it, to me, it's right, interesting. Plant based. Eat right. Stay healthy. Immune up. I don't yeah. need meat. I don't need a, a lot of shit. I can just smoothie up, protein up, have the right vitamins in your system. Stay healthy, and you can move. Get you know, get the right amount of hours of sleep when you can, and keep it moving. So, what kind of what other things do you do to stay healthy then? Because obviously, you're obviously very active. And then if you gotta stay physical, time, you, yeah, you gotta stay physical, you know, just eat right, bro. Eat right. No dairy, you know, chill with the blood, you know, chill with the meat, you know, right. try to slow up, stick with fish. You know, I'm not a vegan, but you know, I like turkey and fish, you know, I eat chicken too every now and then, but I'm trying to slow up. I haven't do, I don't do pork. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of shit that I cut out of my diet, you know, and, and it's helped me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because how you still, they call me a time traveler. I said, no, I don't do drugs. I smoke weed, but I don't eat foul. I don't do processed foods. So my shit, my skin is good. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's dope. For sure. So I want to pick your brain. So obviously you danced for like the, Mar the Justin Timberlake's and stuff, doing the Marty stuff where you had clothes on. But then you also did the Christina's and the Janet's where you're half yeah. naked half the time. No, I wasn't you, naked. I wasn't half naked. I was never half naked except for Janet. I had my shirt on. Yeah, otherwise you didn't, you didn't do any like shirtless stuff for Christina and stuff like that. Nah, that wasn't me. That was about that's the other boys. I had a tank top on. Did you ever feel like the pressure? Because I know in the dance industry um, they have that thing, right? Of being like maybe I did. Maybe I did one show. Maybe I did do Saturday Night Live without a shirt. I can't remember. My body was ripped though, but I can't remember. I, I can't, don't quote me on it. I think I did Saturday Night Live for the song "Dirty" or Saturday Night Live, maybe, and and the song called "Fighter." 
I can't remember. I think one of them numbers. I think it was dirty. Because the the uh, it was a good sight with the shirt off. Nice. <laughs> so someone, uh, remember, someone remembers you with your shirt off. Bro. Respect, Mark O. Stanovic. <laughs> Nobody can go full out as me. Respect, yeah, brother. That's my boy Marco. He's dope. He's the no roast. Doubt. He's the roastiest in the UK at the moment. Oh, is he? Marco, sure. you the you the roastiest? Oh 100. shit. A hundred percent. I'm about to go to your Instagram and start stalking the page to see the yeah. moves. Yeah, you should, for sure, a hundred percent. I'm about me. to come see the pocket. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so you're dancing for all these artists, and obviously right. the the perspective of the persona that they want to have of a male dancer is to be, like, the hunky, shirtless guy. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, the Brian uh -huh. Tanaka, the Kassan, like, that kind of vibe. Yeah, did but they're not cut the, up. Did you ever feel the pressure to be like that? Fuck no. I'm little. I'm skinny. I'm athletically fit. So I was always on stage with big dudes. Omar Lopez, Punch City, mm. Goof. You know, these niggas, these dudes was big. They all had big, broad bodies. I was a skinny one, but none of them was cut like me. I had an eight pack. So I didn't care. You either like what you like or you don't like it. You There's McDonald's and there's Burger King. Pick and <laughs> choose. You know, I just happen to be McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yo, not in a literal sense, but you feel, you, you, you feel me? You, you, you smell my drift? Like, that's not that's not plant based, bro. Nah, nah, nah. I'm just yeah. you know it's a perfect example. Y'all in the UK eat all that fast food shit, so you already. Yo, in America, they, yo, in LA, in LA, they eat more fast food than we do here. Oh my God, it's terrible here. Hold on one second, bro. I gotta get my charger. My battery's about to die. Oh, good, bro. But I hear your questions. Keep it coming. I, I'm listening. Yo, if anyone else has got any questions for Eddie, just pop them below. Oh, what was your... You there? Yeah, bro. We're here. Uh, hold on one second. No drama. Had to get that battery. I assume we're going to be dead in the water. Come on, dog. Come here. Come on. What you want to do? You want to come outside? Come on. Go. Yo, Eddie, someone, right. someone said your body is on fire. Oh, respect. Appreciate that. It was a lady. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, what do you think the hardest thing about this career is, this career path, being, a, being in the entertainment business? What, what did you find the hardest? Learning. Uh, let me see. What was the hardest? Um, being away from home a lot and missing birthdays, Christmases, holidays with your family. Yeah, I think would be the hardest for me. That's a, because it's it's weird, isn't it? Like I feel like most people don't like who live a normal nine to five life don't consider the the privilege of being able to come home every night. Like right. go I mean, not, not only that, because life is short, and, and and an accident can happen, or somebody could pass away, and you was away on tour having a great time, and you wasn't there for them. You know, I've, I missed moments like that that I regret in. Um, a lot of good people close to me in my life, you know, that, that passed away. But, you know, you can't it's spoiled milk now. You just got to try to change and, and adapt. You know what I mean? So I've adapted. That was one of the reasons why I left L.A. and came back to New York um, and, you know, changed me for the better. Yeah, for sure. So what, what would you do in your downtime when you weren't working? Uh, like I said, working on my other crafts. Mm. I'm never not working. I'm always stay busy. If there's no dance shit, then that's fine. I'm doing something else. I don't sit around and wait. Yeah, that's dope. I, 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 we got a couple hey. of questions in here. What was yeah, it like working, working with Pink? With that can't. Oh, Pink was crazy. I bodied that album. That was my, there. You go, most girls. Get the party. No, get the party started was after. Um, but yeah, that album can't take me home was dope. I loved it. It was dope. She's dope. Um, she was real, and it was fun. You know, trying to figure it out while we were on the run. Like we were on the road figuring it out. Every every show was like a, a, a rehearsal. You know what I'm saying? Figuring it out until we figured it out. And then it was a wrap. For sure. Someone said, uh, what was it like working with Aaliyah? Oh, Aaliyah was a sweetheart. Rest in peace. I love Lily. Um, you know, 
family. You know, she was the best sweetheart. There's nobody, there was no artist sweeter than her. Um, but but genuine at the same time, I think the closest person I would have to say that was as sweet as her is Jenna Jackson. Yeah. You know, when you meet a person, the softness, the sweetness, the the, the humble, you know. Um, but if you don't know Jenna, she's gonna be like. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the hardest life, though, isn't it? I feel like of a lot course. of a, a lot she's of she's a Jackson, like bro. She's a Jackson. You can they do got, that. They got everyone biting at them all the time, so they like give their time when they can, and then they're out. Mark, uh, Mark, Mark Marcus, Marcus said, "I remember when Eddie came to Slovenia, and we used to follow him all over Europe to do his workshops." Oh, remember that? Who got skills back before? Who got skills? The beginning. There was no LA choreographers out there teaching. No, none of these dudes was teaching overseas, but I started, we started, I started that first with my team who got skills and we created that shit and now it's beat camp and this camp and that. It's crazy how, this is pre-YouTube. We didn't have YouTube generation. I started the, I could say I'm responsible for bringing choreographers from the States, you know, and that era there to Europe, like I brought Marty for the first time to teach mm -hmm. overseas in Europe, and I brought Misha and Roro and Cecily and Olisa and Ed Moore and, you know, try to get Richard Tone, Akamar, I brought Brian Tanaka, I brought Nick Bass, Kenny Wormald, like I go down the list of niggas that I don't book, and it's like, yeah, I don't talk about it, but they know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I got proof and facts and shit, like, so it's like, when I do my documentary, the story will be told, like, trust me, I'm dropping all the jewels, you know what I'm saying? And those that are popping right now, huge, I forgot, will be humbled. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. I got the receipts to show. And we don't got to speak, but when they see it, it's going to touch your heart. Yeah. So you're going to have to resonate with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, that, and, and I say that to my friends in Germany. If you're listening, that goes to you too. Yeah. They, they, know, they know who I'm talking about. So, you know, anyway, you know, life is great. And now I take all that energy and put it into some new shit. And I got new kids following and new kids to inspire, a new generation to uplift, you know, in times like this. You know what I'm saying? It ain't about being yourself and being selfish. It's about trying to be humble and ten toes on the ground and, you know, give somebody an opportunity. If they got it, they got it. If they ain't good, they ain't good. At least you gave them the opportunity, though. Mm -hmm. And move on. You know what I mean? You'll you give a, hundred, a thousand people an opportunity. Maybe two will get it. We'll figure it out. The rest are going to be mad at you. Oh, well, it's part of the game. Yeah, for sure. Damn right. Um, yeah, what's, what's, your, um, what's your favorite tour and why? Like, you've experienced the biggest tours with the biggest artists, like, all of them. Oh, Justin <laughs> like Timberlake. Justin, by far. I mean, my biggest, I mean, biggest, it depends on how you want to categorize it, because I've had all my tours are big. Well, but, big, biggest but, mean by biggest for you Janet. emotionally. Oh, for me, emotionally, Future... Oh, oh fuck. Future Sex hold on, for hold me was the one. No, mine would have to be my first my R&B first tour, which was Mary J. Blige. The album was called Share My World. Mm -hmm. And we did that. Me, Punch, Goof, and Omar Lopez. Joyce Van Hook, Lorianne Gibson. And that shit was crazy. And Aisha. And uh, yeah, that was that was the one where I got to got, get off on my hip hop shit. Like finally, no more dance music, no more house, and I could get this hip hop shit off. And that was the first. So that was like a big moment for me being, you know, you being your first job, you know that feeling. Yeah, for sure. You know, so that was that feeling for me from being on stage, and I got to perform in New York City, you know, at the Garden again. Like, oh my gosh! So, you know that. And then I mean, as far as the biggest tour ever, the best treated artist, Janet Jackson. Nothing by far could top that. Second would be future Justin Timberlake. Yeah. And why? Because Justin gave a fuck about his dancers. Justin cared for us. Justin really treated us like family. Justin, you know, the security team, the whole family, the whole tour, it was like a second home. Being on the road, doing 125 shows a year, you know what I'm saying? And then he, he, he gets you plaques and showing you how hard you work. He'll shut down Harrods in London for us on Christmas and everybody go shopping. Like literally the whole Harrods is shut down just for us. The dancers, the band, and we could take whatever we want. Yeah. Bro, and gave us a bonus in our tech. <laughs> Hold on. If you've been to Harrods, you know how expensive yeah. Harrods is. <laughs> I know. Let's not play. We're not <laughs> talking about Target. We're talking <laughs> about Harrods in the UK where it's pounds and every dollar is two, my nigga. <laughs> 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 Big Mike, what's up? I see you in the chat, Mike. You know what I'm talking about? He was there. That's just a security on the chat with us. What up, Mike Too Big? <laughs> you know what it is. Talk that shit. Play off freeze. You directed the doc. Let's go. Yeah, that's so dope to he hear that. Like you're so well looked after. Because I feel like 
I don't know what it's like in America. Not well, everybody's like that. I was going to say, I do know what it's like in America. I spent three years there. But dancers are always the bottom of the food chain. Like, do you know what I mean? You get called to catering, unless it's on the specific super, I guess, pinnacle artist gigs, maybe even on them. You know, you're kind of bottom yeah. of the food chain. So to get treated like that, I guess Right. Until you choreograph. Yeah. Then they look at you different. Then you creative direct. And they really look at you different. Then you're the director of the show, then they're all on your shit. Yeah. So you got to know the game. There's a business to the shit. You got to understand the business in order to, to accomplish it and do it or else you're a pawn in a chessboard. Mm. I was never going to be a pawn in a chessboard. I played my role as a pawn. Then I did pawn duties. But then I became a rut. Then I jumped and I was the king. Then yeah. I went after the queen. And then I bagged the queen. <laughs> it was yeah. right. You know what I'm A couple queens. I bet you bagged a couple queens. <laughs> Repeat the fifth. Oh, <laughs> um, we got another question. What was it? Uh, how do you feel? Does race play a role in Hollywood and NYC with casting of dancers of color? No, not really. If you dope, you dope. It's all about what you leave on that floor. Mm. That blood and that sweat and that energy and what I'm going to remember from what you do is what's going to cast you in that role. Period. Yeah, for sure, man. Did you ever have any ones where you went in you went into like an audition or a casting and you're like, they're like, you're not right for it. And then you change them. Wait, I, did I have an audition or did yes. I experience no, so, an so, so when you went into an audition, say you went into the room for just as an example, uh, Usher and they're like, no, nah, he's not, he's not the right fit. Obviously you were for that, but then you changed their mind. Actually, that's anyone... a funny story how I even got that gig, but go, but I'm finish your question. Cause you yeah. Just... Ahead, so ones where you go in and you're like, they're like, you're not right for the role. And you're like, just watch me first. And then you win them over. You know, because typecasting in America no, was a big thing. It's a big thing here, too. I've typecasted a lot of my auditions because I've gotten cattle calls and I put out a specific, you know, bulletin about what I'm looking for and all this other shit comes. So let me not waste your time. I'm cutting it right down. You're too short. You're too short. You're too short. You're too fat. Or whatever the case is. Or you're just, you can't dance. You can't, you're pretty. You got the look, but you can't pick up the choreo. Thank you. You know, so it's always something you got to deal with as a director, creative director, um, and choreographer. Um, but nah, I, I hate auditions personally. So, you know, the ones I've went to were because in the beginning I had to, I never had that job. I just went for it. If I got it, I got it. I wasn't nobody yet. I didn't get that until I got on when I had a mentor that when I realized the game, then I got my first opportunity by accident, which was Lisa. But on that job, every heavy hitter was dancing in that video. Mm -hmm. I didn't know who they were. Brian Footwork Green, fucking Jose Extravaganza, Lewis Extravaganza, Voodoo Ray, Loose Bruce, uh, uh, Randy Connor. Like, there's so many people. And I'm like, who are these people? I don't know. I'm from Brooklyn. My mentality is different. I'm like, I'm hungry. I'm ready to rob these dudes in the studio once they get out of this audition. Like, I, we were stuck in it back then. So, I, the mentality, the mindset, everything now transforms. And it's a different thing today. You grow, you mature, you learn the business, you know. Stay yeah. away from, you know, from all that other shit. But the auditions, I hated them. Like, I just never really had that issue like that. But no. you spoke about not being the right type. You know, I got Usher called for that. Wait, for that wait, wait. Too. Before you start, before you start, this is going to kick us out in one minute. So I'm going to go, go off ahead. and we'll go back in so it doesn't cut out half I know, I know the routine. You bro. know, go you ahead. know. I got yes, you. Yes, sir. Boom. Usher, yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because I got some videos on what I'm about to tell you. So like, I'm going to post it. <laughs> no, my shit is good. But yeah, I know the, the hour clock on this is kind of crazy. Yeah. So shout out to uh, Audio Fly, Fly Styles. He goes, yo, bro, we got a dancer in here, man. Where you at? I'm like, I'm in New York. He's like, yo, get to L.A. right now. I'm like, all right. I pull up. I don't know what's going on. Just get to L.A. You know, I get the back call. I need a homie's back call. I pull up. So we pulled up. Boom. Fly to LA, get to LA, same day, bags, luggage in hand, go roll up to go to the studio called Alley Cat. When I pull up to the studio, it's Usher. I didn't know it was for Usher. I'm like, oh shit. Now, mind you, I just auditioned for Michael Jackson. This is it prior to that. And nothing went down because actually you see what happens. Um, made, made it to the last 20, to the last 20 uh, under, at the audition, but I'm just like, you know, there were certain things I wasn't cool with. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad it didn't work out for, for certain reasons, but, you know, wish it did happen in the way it did. But anyway, yeah. um, I get this call for this, and this is, OMG about to come out and I'm like oh that record is crazy the video is crazy I'm like nigga you got me like us is the one person I never had the opportunity to tour with like to live like I did my way video with Usher you know that was cool you know I did an award show with him um but it was with Alicia Keys 
you know, my boo was the record back in the mid to early 2000s, 2003 or some yeah. shit, 2002. And, you know, but I'm like tour. So every, when I was on tour with Justin, this is 2003, Justified, he would come to the shows every night and watch and sit right where I sit, where I would perform at literally and be like, and would tell me, yo, you nasty. I was like, yo, one day, one day. I'm like, one day, bro, I'm gonna be there with you. This is 2003, fast forward 2013. So I get the call, I pull up to LA, I go to Alley Cat. Fly's like, yo, how quick can you learn? Nobody's there. So I'm like, yo, what the fuck? He's like, yo, how quick can you learn three numbers? What? Let's go. Ed Moore starts teaching me. Hot toddy. I already knew you don't have to call. So I brushed up on you don't have to call. And then it was, uh, uh, oh, was it you make me wanna? I gotta look at the video. Somebody had the Ed Moore. I got the clips of the, the rehearsal. I'm gonna post it on my story. Yeah, just yeah. After this cover, I'm gonna post sick, it just sick. so you can see it. My lighting is fucking. The sun is going away. Come on, son. Um, <laughs> so I learned it. Boom! I start learning and learning, not knowing that at six o'clock that day, Usher was coming and all the dancers were coming. So I didn't know they had a rehearsal. I didn't know what they were just. I had a day it was just us. Let me learn it. So I already got the numbers in my head. Boom! Learned in about four hours. Boom! Two hours a number. Bop, bop, bop. Got it. Videotaping, let's go, bang, 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 got it, all right, so boom, the kid comes in, Alley Cat had a studio where the mirror, you can't see in, but you can see yeah, out. Like one of those police mirrors. Yeah, 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 yeah. facts. <laughs> B. Jones, my producer, is on the live, what up, yeah. boy? Yo, Marty's here too, what up, Marty? Kadelka, T. Rose, we just chopping it up, what's up, Brent? Um, and so I go in there and learn the routine. When all the dancers come in, they dance, and I don't know. I go eat. I go to Roscoe's around the corners on Gawa and Sunset. I pull back around eating my rice and beans and Obama special. I pull up with the lemonade, iced tea, and I'm like, oh, shit, Usher's here. Because I can see the car. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's Usher's whip. Yeah. All right, whatever. I still don't know what's going on. I guess he didn't want to tell me. Because, you know, shout out to Amsterdam. I got my family. It's like my second home. And so... I get in there, they doing it, they doing it. He like, yo, Eddie, come in and do the number. Hot toddy, that's featuring Jay-Z. I'm yeah. like, I bet. I get in there, I sauce that. So, Kimo Sabi, nobody in my body. Ed Moore yeah. choreographed it. And Super Dave. And Fly, the three of them. So, three styles and one number. Boom, get it, da 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 Then I'm like, all right. Yo, that's dope. Usher's head is just doing this. I keep seeing Fly go. And, 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 and see a shadow light. So, all right, all right. You don't have to call. All right. You make me wanna, I, yo, Ed, stay. Hey, yo, my man, come here. So one of the dancers that was there for a month couldn't pick up the choreography and was having a hard time. I feel bad taking, you know, anybody's job as a dancer. I would never want to do that. And I wouldn't, yeah. I've turned down shit because of shit like that. Cause I didn't feel right in my soul, yeah. you know, and taking food off of somebody's plate, even if they got kids or whatever the case is, you know, I would never condone shit like that, but mm -hmm. it depends on the situation. Um, wow, if they can't do the job. <laughs> But if they can't do the job, <laughs> can't do the job. I took it. So that's how I got into OMG. I was like, yeah, you got that. And then I come out, he was like, I told you one day we was going to get that, right? I was like, look at that shit. God works in mysterious ways. And next thing you know, I'm on the Usher tour, OMG, which we shot at the O2 Arena for a week. Yeah. Well, that's the one I saw. That's the DVD. Yeah. Live from London, which I performed there many times at that arena. I love the O2 Arena. Shout out to everybody at the O2 Arena, the staff, all of that, all thorough. Yo, <clears> that's yeah, crazy. Man. That's Good crazy. times, bro. Yo, Good you, times. Got you got any other crazy stories for us? You got to ask the right questions, brother. <laughs> How did you get Pink, Mariah? <laughs> I, 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 I auditioned for Pink, actually. She came to New York and had a private audition, had like five people there. And I was one of them. I got a call and I went up in there and she picked me out of all of them. And that's how I got to work with her. And, and you, did you choreograph some of Stomp the Yard too? Yeah, me and I choreographed the, my battle section. Me and Roro's my dance partner. Uh -huh. And Marty choreographed his part. Like, everybody had their moments, and Dave Scott let us do us, which was dope. Salute Dave Scott for that. Um, so me and Roro, the way all that shit in the movie, if you watch the DVD, that part yeah. that I'm dancing is my shit, yeah. Because that's a dope. Uh, when that came out, I like, you know, Dan Storms was popping then. You know yeah. what I mean? It was like, you and you got this. everybody, you know. We were like, yeah, it was, oh. it was a mixture of everybody's choreography. That's what made it so dope and, and, and a great body of work because so many talented people in one realm, it was unreal to be a part of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Salute to everybody in that movie. Columbus Short, Darren Henson, everybody. Yeah, Darren, Darren Henson. I saw you had him on yours the other day, which was dope. Was yes, like, indeed. Yo. And I remember him because he did a TV show here. 
and he was <laughs> here at a time. He did a TV show with a uh, this guy called Louis Spence, who's like a UK celebrity. Right. <laughs> I was like, yo, Darren, I haven't seen him in years. He got the bag. Get the <laughs> bag. <laughs> Yo, man, this has been so dope. Thank you so much. Respect, my brother. Always love, um, anytime. Can you send me uh, all your information for your podcast so I can put it on mine to advertise? For sure. I, I actually just posted it on my Instagram. So those that are watching, jump on my Instagram at emoofficial718. On the first post, there's uh, featuring Debbie Allen, who I'm interviewing next week. Mm -hmm. um, follow the page at Jules, the letter N, receipts. Um, Come on and, and, and tune in, man, and get this jewels, get this knowledge, and hopefully it'll inspire you. Yo, man, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, man. Respect, my brother. Yo, Live stay, from Brooklyn, New York. Stay Over safe, Over and bro. out. UK, I need my fish and chips. Matter of fact, fuck the fish and chips. Call Nando's. Tell Nando's I need my Perry chicken. Yes. Yeah. 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 Hey, K Makeup, I'm from Flatbush by way of Coney Island. If you're familiar with Brooklyn, but Flatbush. But yeah, right, brother, all is good. I appreciate the time and thanks thank for having you so me much, on the man. line, brother. Stay send, safe, me the, bro. send me the, I know you recorded it. Shoot me the link, brother, so I can post it up and for tag sure. you as well. I got you, man. Thank you, man. One, appreciate it. 100. You.